want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide, Six Steps to Infuse Storytelling into Your Live Videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. So I have a question for you. When was the last time you risked not being perfect or good enough? Risked admitting you didn't know. Being fully honest with yourself. Risked sharing yourself vulnerably. Putting your stories out there. So I'm a geek. (laughs) I look things up in the dictionary. And so I looked up the definition of risk. It is to expose someone or something to danger or harm. To expose someone or something to danger or harm. See, most people, most of us out there, have risk aversion. It's even a business term. And yet you cannot be in business without taking huge risks. I never really thought of myself as a risk taker. I am not into jumping out of airplanes or zip lining or any other sort of daredevil-y crazy thing. It is just so not my thing. Those things honestly scare the shit out of me. But I hear all the time from friends specifically, you take so many risks. Oh my gosh, I wish I could do what you do. I can't believe how much you risk. And I guess I do when it comes to my business and my life. I, I guess I'm a huge risk taker. And it kind of started early for me. At 19 years old, I packed up my bags and moved to New York City. And I was coming from a teeny town in northern Michigan. And I'll never forget being at the airport. My parents were sending me off. And my dad, he just kept staring at me. And he had this concerned look in his eye. And he just looked at me. And he told me to take care of myself. And he shook my hand. And then he grabbed me and hugged me. I think the tightest I've ever felt him hug me. And I looked over at my mother. And she had tears rolling down her cheeks. And at the time I thought, oh, she's going to miss me. And that, that's likely true. But what I realize now is she was scared to death for me. This is back in the early 90s, y'all. In New York City when it was dangerous. We're talking prostitutes and drug addicts and Times Square was not Disney-fied and it was a kind of scary city. And I was going there with $800 in my pocket. I had my suitcase. I had my tap shoes. It was very Peggy Sawyer from 42nd Street. If you know 42nd Street, only not Pennsylvania, Michigan. And I knew two people in the entire city. Two. That's it. And I had never, ever been there before. And like I said, this is coming from a super small town boy. And here's the thing. I was so naive (laughs) and also incredibly brave. My friend Liz Kimball calls taking each risk action a brave thing. 
And she's right. Risking is brave. Some people believe bravery is the ability to confront pain, danger, or like attempts of being intimidated without feelings of fear, without feelings of fear. But in order to truly be brave, I believe you must summon up the courage to face your fear. And when you lean in and are willing to risk, you're either going to receive a reward or you're going to receive the spiritual lesson that you need. I've always lived by that. And let me tell you, I received both in New York City. I had every experience in that crazy, amazing, dangerous, fulfilling, fabulous town. I have a love-hate with New York. I still do to this very day. But I got both the rewards and the lessons. I was mugged twice, once at gunpoint, even in my own apartment building. Whoa, drama. All the way to attending the Tony Awards and winning. It was all very New York City. But the biggest risk I have found is not taking any at all. You are risking playing small, like I would have had I stayed in Michigan at 19. And more importantly, you are risking not helping the people that you are meant to help. So last fall, I had a failed, and I'm using that in quotation marks, product launch. So on paper, that wasn't the case. Technically, I made money. But I didn't hit my personal pie-in-the-sky goal that I had set for myself because I made it mean something about me. I made the number mean something about who I was. And I hemmed and I hawed about it. I hid it from people. I got angry. I even cried. And then I did my brave thing. I shut down my business for an entire month, turned inward, and reexamined everything. And in that space, I realized that I hadn't been fully risking. And despite being a storyteller, there was a part of me that was hiding. I needed to change course. Because what you hide from, what you're not willing to risk, is your abundance blocker. And guess what happened? I leaned into my story and the hidden parts of myself. And my next launch was a breakthrough. And my highest performing one ever. So if you have vision, others will want to co-create with you. That's what I learned. We manifest in this world together. You cannot do it alone. You've likely been told to leap and the net will appear, right? You hear that leap and the net will appear. It always does. I have learned that time and again, that the net always appears. But I just got to add, you don't get to choose the net's color. <laughs> it doesn't always look like what you think it's going to look like. And that's the beauty of it. That's the magic that you will be taken care of. But you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. How willing are you to get uncomfortable? What story does your audience need to hear from you? And you got to go further than you are comfortable. When you listen to that quiet voice within, that it's like that niggling yet firm voice, you are taken care of. 15 years ago, about 15 years ago now, I was running a nonprofit theater company in Oklahoma City. Now, this was a very successful, it's called the Lyric Theater. You can look it up. The Lyric Theater, how my Okies out there? Howdy, y'all. 
this was a very successful experience with board of directors, with the team that I had assembled. We more than tripled the size of the theater in my nine years there, including turning it from a summer-only theater to year-round programming, adding a children's academy, acquiring office spaces, a scene and costume shop, and even building, raising money for, and building a brand new theater. But here's the thing. This job afforded me a six-figure salary with benefits. With benefits, you all, in the theater. And I was raised to believe that that kind of job, you don't leave. Ever. You don't leave it. So I had this voice, that niggling voice, that quiet voice, and I was ignoring it for a few years. And I got so burnt out. Eventually, I decided I had to take a month off. Like, I had to get out. I had to take some time for myself. And I went back to New York City, and I did a yoga teacher training. And in the training, we meditated quite a bit, of course. And in this one particular meditation, we were sitting around in a circle. And I remember I was sitting on a block with the blanket over it. And my butt was kind of uncomfortable, as it could be when you're in meditation. And I was sitting there, and the teacher's voice She was leading us through, and then she sort of trailed off as we were to sit in silence. And as we sat in the silence, I heard, you have to leave your job. What? I was like, what? Wait, what? What? You have to leave your job. No! I was screaming. The other part of me, the egoic part of my head was screaming no. But I knew. And while I knew I couldn't do it any longer because it was at the detriment of both my mental and my physical health, it was taking its toll on me. And it didn't happen right away. Honestly, I couldn't even listen to that voice, even though it was so loud. It took me even more time. It took me a year to fully summon up the courage, the bravery, as we've been talking about. But eventually, I realized I had no choice but to listen and to leave that six-figure job and go out and start my own production company. It's interesting because I have, to, <laughs> I have to say, the older I become, the less naive I am, it gets harder to make these decisions, right? Because when I was 19, it was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm listening to that voice. And as you get older, the more practical side of you, or at least of me, took over. And yet, the hardest thing to do is to not take that risk at all. Because I knew that if I stayed, I was going to be ill. I was making myself sick. So I'm going to ask you, can you relate? Is there something shaking you on that internal voice, shaking you up to risk? And it doesn't need to be as dramatic as all this. (laughs) I'm a dramatic person. I'm from the theater. I mean, I mean, what can I say? Maybe, It's to tell your story, to create a course, to put out a one-on-one offer, or maybe you are in a job that you know you need to leave and have a desire to start the business of your dreams. Whatever it is, maybe you need a little boost or bolster to your confidence. Consequently, because of it no longer being about being naive, And because those thoughts come into my brain, I created a little acronym that anytime I need to take a risk, whether it be little or whether it be huge, that I 
say to myself, I remind myself why, why I'm going to be okay, why this is a great idea, why it's time to take that brave thing. So the acronym is this, RISK, R, remember. Remember who you are no matter how anything is received because you are worthy. Just for being, you are worthy. You are whole. And you come from source energy. Now, spoiler alert, you will either receive the outcome you desire or the spiritual lesson you need for growth. (laughs) Just like I did. Remember, it is your life raft during any stage of risk. Remembering who you are no matter what. I inspire. Inspire others and innovate. Use your imagination. That's actually three eyes. But inspire. Make it less about you. Here's a tip. Make it less about you and more about who you intend to serve. Because when you take the focus off of yourself and place it on how you can help others and aid them, something so magical happens, you all. It's genius because you move out of fear and out of ego and into love and into service and into this amazing space of imagination, innovation, and inspiring others. S, share. Share yourself fully by stepping out of this comfort zone, out of your box, out of whatever it is that you call that. Because risk requires vulnerability. While this isn't about you, your story and what you have to offer is a conduit for others' transformation. By you sharing who you are, you will inspire others to remember who they are and take risks. You are the conduit for transformation by sharing. K, know. Know that what you are creating is already in existence. It's already happened. You may get caught up in your head. Old stories might emerge, such as, I am too old, too young, not smart enough, not creative enough. These are fear tales. Have faith. You will be aided. And again, the outcome may not look like you think it's going to look, but it's going to be beautiful. So remember, inspire, share, know. That is your new risk. That's the new way of looking at risk. Because the old saying is true. With risk comes great reward. I've reaped them. I really have. I've reaped amazing rewards. Sometimes in the form of lessons and sometimes in the form of abundance. Lessons are abundant too. And I know you will too. So I'd love to hear what your risk is. What's your latest brave thing? What is something that you are bringing forth into the world and how can I support you? So send me a DM on IG and let's chat about it. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast, give us a review and share it with your friends so they have the courage to take their leap of faith, take their risk and do their brave thing. See you next time.